1: Today in history, in 1962, a laser beam is successfully bounced off the moon for the first time, which means we might have done it a second time at one point. Good for us. Welcome
0: to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well... What the fuck, history? I am your customer service representative, Zachary, and if you make a purchase over fifty dollars today, it comes with a free four-ounce bottle of lube.
1: Wow, what a bargain! Uh, my name's Megan, and I bounced the second laser beam off the moon. It was me the whole time. And I'm Matt. Today, I learned that libraries make you poop. Oh yeah, it's that Japanese phenomenon, right? When you open up, when you go into the bookstore, you yeah. have like. The urge to the poop? The sudden yeah, urge so to So it's a,
2: it's a phenomenon known as the Mariko Aoki phenomenon,
1: mm-hmm. which
2: is named after Mariko Aoki, who was the one who like wrote to an advice column and was like, dear diary. uh, Never mind, it wasn't an advice column. It was a diary. Now, I'm <laughs> making things well, up I as I go. I was going to say, no, she, no, like, but just
0: tra- change it to
2: dear Abby. <laughs> dear Abby, Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure she actually wrote to like a doctor or asked a doctor or As you should something. With these but, things. anyways, she was just like, sometimes when I go to the bookstore, it makes me want to shit. Why? Okay. Uh, do you think it's like social anxiety? So, what's really interesting is because Zach did send me this fact this morning and he was like, look it up. Trust me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so, I cool. looked it up. Um, none of this has been proven by science, but yeah. it, it it is, <laughs> like, common enough that it was given a name, which was just, like, the name of the person who first brought it to the public's attention,
1: apparently. <laughs> what a What a thing to, like, be, go down in history for. But it's basically, like, a
2: lot of people, or many people think that the psychology behind it is just because it's, like... Such a quiet space. Yeah. And I guess the psychology there. Is that like. Psychologically bathrooms. Are quiet spaces. Mm. Where you can just be alone. With your thoughts and feelings.
1: Well do you think. Like yeah the other thing too. Is like I guess uh, bookstores are relatively comforting. Yeah. Like there aren't yeah. threats I mean, there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I've I've certainly felt serene. In a
0: bookstore. Yeah I've, I've never felt. Threatened in a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> you've never,
1: you've never been like assaulted in a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> but that's the
2: thing too. Is like while I was reading about this, uh, one of the things that it mentioned was like sometimes feel- people feel the need to like take a shit when they're outdoors. I was like, yeah, that's just called hiking,
1: my guy. <laughs> It's called this physical exertion is really working it. Like,
2: I've literally gone hiking and been like, I need to find a tree, please.
1: Yeah, those are really rare, though, yeah. when yeah.
2: You're hiking. Uh, Well, me hiking is really rare to begin with. But... <laughs> All right, kiddos, a game of rock, paper, scissors has been played, and our strikes have been set to zero. The order for tonight is Zach, then Megan, then me. So pick up your bingo cards and let's go hunting. I don't know why, but that's the thing that I wrote on my
1: notes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if bingo, like you you were playing bingo while in the woods hunting, you're all up in the hides? See, no, I'm thinking like,
0: more of like a... Got a deer,
2: that's a
1: bingo!
0: I'm thinking more of like Big Buck Hunter, but with bingo involved. oh i i was
1: imagining um everyone up in the hides and then all of a sudden it's like you hear b4 from like the distance i got bingo
2: oh could you imagine a fucking eldritch (laughs) like a? uh so my ex told me a story once of her like she was walking our dog my dog she was walking my dog in the woods, and she said that this guy just, like, ran across the path and was just, like, shouting, just like, woo, as he went through the woods. And I was like, yeah, that's just a woods person. Mm-hmm. That's just a yeah. thing that exists. So, like, imagine you're up in a blind hunting deer, and all of a sudden you just hear, B4! <laughs>
1: <laughs> just out like...
2: in the woods, and you're like, the wa- The woods people are playing bingo."
1: Yeah, it's just a normal thing they do every this Sunday. This is Sunday night bingo
2: with uh, with, with <laughs> the, the, woods the, people. the woods people. Jeez. Um, so, Zach, save us from ourselves. Okay,
0: I will. Uh, and now, folks at home, and Matt and Megan, I know you were thinking in my intro, um, well, why did I throw in the lube for free? Honestly, it's not a big item, but it's still important. Also, it has to it do with important. my story. Yes, it is important it does have to do with the, <laughs> it does have to do with my story though if i'm going to get lube for free it better be important absolutely uh, rather less of a story tonight and more of a historical tier listing that is absolutely Woo! going to get wet and wild matt i'm already wet <laughs> are you wild though are you
2: nah no we'll get ready to I be i think we just talked about the fact that i'm like not even
0: at home hiking so <laughs> fair enough But uh, I already sent you my tier listing without any uh, context context whatsoever, just images, and it just said, if you know, you know. Well, for the listeners, just a little
2: peek behind the curtain, what Zach actually said to us was, be afraid. And then he posted (laughs) that picture in our group chat. Which we'll upload to social. And we immediately... I think I immediately felt my heart beat quicken at an... You know what? It might have been... My heart
1: beat quicken... It might have been a heart attack. It might have just been the heart attack.
0: (laughs) Okay. But... Anyway. Today, ya boy is doing what he does best and getting down and dirty. Tonight, for your audio pleasure, I will be listing and rating history's best sex toys for you
1: i was oh thank god i was literally all right i'm ready i'm ready was, i'm getting out the tears. i list. had
2: i had a terrible thought when you said for your audio pleasure oh gosh for some reason and this may speak to what i think of you as a person or maybe it's just my own fucked up head but for some reason when you said that i was like i'm gonna fuck your ear <laughs>
0: I was like, that's something Zach would say for sure. (laughs) Well, get ready, listeners at home, for me to, with your consent, fuck your ears. (laughs) Starting out with the more weird, we have something for the fellas in the room. Or more specifically, to be used on the fellas. Uh, This piece has a contested origin, some believing it to have been started in the Jing and Song dynasties of China... Well, others say that it had certain uh, beginnings in uh, some Indonesian islands. This lovely device was simple yet effective. It was a cock ring. Yes. But more Mm. specifically, a cock ring made from the eyelid of a goat.
1: Eyelashes and all. Ew, you lost me at the eyelashes. (laughs)
2: Oh, so this is the F, then. So not only does in this... In your graph Yes, it is the F in my graph. Uh, so not only... Now I'm super nervous about the bread picture.
1: <laughs> 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 you know, I thought when you put the goat... Yeah? um, I thought it was the goat itself. Like, they were just using the goat you as You know, the, the I sex. was going to say the
2: same thing. It's like, this is a sex toy for men. And I was like, are you about to tell me that men... Fuck goats? <laughs> the men who fucked Well, I mean, goats, they I did. Mean, Is a practice still done today Uh, in some some remote parts of the world? Yes.
1: Um, uh, Do you mean some some southern states?
2: (laughs) That's cheap. Goats and cousins.
1: Dude, I'm coming for him tonight yeah. all right any any turn that we can make about the southern states and how backwards they are, I'm Let's ready do it. for him dragging them I mean
0: I, earlier in the intro when we were talking about Barnes and Noble. I said I never would you know be concerned about getting assaulted in a Barnes and noble and before I could say something, someone cut me off and I was about to yell, don't ruin this for me, America. <laughs>
1: Don't ruin this for me, America. Yeah, I was thinking about it, too. I'm like, someone out there is going to be like, huh, you're right. There hasn't been a shooting at, you know, B&N lately. Okay.
2: Oof.
0: Anyway. Oof.
1: So, yes. Can you tell how
2: angry we are just by the way that (laughs) we talk about America? Very.
0: But, uh, so this cock ring made from a goat's eyelid not only helped with the hardness of the man, but also had a little tickler for the uh, woman involved, apparently, with the eyelashes. Oh, I
2: fucking hate this.
1: Wow, this is so, that's so nice. That's I so want to walk away. It's nice, I'm gonna... no, you can't. and it's
0: disgusting, and it's going into yeah. the F tier.
1: Look it yeah. in the eye.
0: Moving on rather Face quickly, it. please, for the yeah, love of all do. fucking gods, quickly. We stay in China, but this time to the Ming Dynasty, because if you don't know, well, China sucks on a personal level today. Historically, mm-hmm. they were very exploratory of their bodies and sexuality.
2: Just like Anne Frank.
0: Just, oh, no. Oh, oh my God. This <laughs> <Okay>. belongs in <laughs>
1: no. What the Fuck Listen, After Dark. This is, an, this are is you... an
2: unknown thing that people have been trying to get out for years, but her diary was way raunchier <laughs> Than the book that we had to read during like I no, know I, but I we know. did have to discuss in it. Look, Zach, you went there. I just decided to up the up the ante. Okay, and frankly, I'm a little pissed that I'm getting this, and
1: machine. that's a strike. Frankly, I did not that's... see that coming. <laughs> All right, that's two. That's... I God can't believe it. it. I can't believe he's racking the Swing market. and a
0: miss. Anyway, China very explorative, very sexual, yada yada yada. My main point was they are the historical Adam and Eve or Extreme Restraints. Either way, one of them should sponsor us.
2: <laughs> they should, yeah.
0: They should. Uh, this specific invention involved little balls made of copper or gold that were supposedly... Uh, they supposedly contained the sperm of the Burmese bird, a mythical and rare creature that could only be caught and subsequently de or sperm harvested, as you will, from a fake woman made of straw. yep, that's a thing. Yes. China folklore. Woo
2: woo woo. People also fucked the woman made of straw, let's be honest. I
0: mean, I didn't read into that, but probably. So a man would take these copper and gold balls and insert them into his cock in order to make sex more pleasurable. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, uh, sounds painful, but still better than the goat's eye cock ring, so I'm putting it in the D tier.
2: No, I'll be I honest guess. with you. People still do this. Yeah,
0: but today. I'm not one of them. And so no, I'm no, no. Ma- I'm no. making I mean, the tier right. list. So I'm deciding.
2: <laughs> Zach's like, this is yeah, this where is, we kink shame. And it's okay this because is it's for a podcast.
0: I'm not tier here list. to kink shame. I'm here to give my personal preference and recommendation. <laughs>
1: He's like, I am the medical professional for your ride tonight I am the medical Um, (laughs)
0: unprofessional for your ride tonight Thank you
1: Oh my god This ride has not been approved by OSHA
0: (laughs) Or the Board of Health
1: I don't think OSHA had
2: anything to do with
0: this The other culture that knew how to get down and dirty Obviously was the Greeks As we like to say, the Mm -hmm. olive oil wasn't just for cooking It certainly wasn't See, see recommendation or see, uh advert above for the free four-ounce bottle of lube. Does not come in olive oil flavor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to talk about their obsession with blood, both human and animal, as sex aids, because that feels more gas station funny pill than sex toy, and either way, I'm steering clear.
1: Wow, okay, dude. fair.
0: Today, I bring you from... Gree- hey, it's okay. Sometimes my tongue gets stuck, too. Yeah, well, I'm performing podcast cunnilingus tonight, so... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow! Uh, Today, I bring you, from Greece, one for the ladies. Or lads, I don't judge. And more than that, I bring you... The sex toy of the people! The sex
1: toy of the people? Yes,
0: because Greeks fucked so much that they not only knew how to do it, they knew how to do it on a budget. Because the ladies of ancient Greece... Had some great ideas for dildos. Man. However. Nice. They're, so,
1: they're so innovative. They are so
0: innovative. Bravo to them.
1: Why not? The only
0: issue with Greek dildos is the fact that, uh, well, silicone wasn't quite uh, on the market yet.
1: That's true. And yeah, that mm. one, that's a few years later. A few years mm-hmm. later.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the breakthroughs that the scientists of Greece did not come up with.
1: I'd... I'd like to think as soon as silicone did come on the market, like for, for something completely different, um, a Greek woman looked at it and was like, finally, <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I just I don't want to know the shenanigans that Diogenes would get up to with silicone suction cup dildos. That's all I have to say.
1: I'm so scared of it. <laughs> yeah, the, right? That, that image thought. that thought you have
0: to you have to imagine him just
2: in his fucking the barrel pot that he lived in. <laughs> just like being a completely useless sod his fucking the story where alexander the great walks up on him and is like hey i'm looking for a teacher he's just in the middle of pleasuring himself with a no he's like bro now is not the time see
0: i was more imagining like he just goes into plato's like lecture hall and just sticks them everywhere <laughs> like behold behold you're a dick <laughs> Anyway,
1: I was thinking about the clay pot and he sticks them all on the side on the inside and it becomes like an Iron Maiden. <laughs> Put, but A silicone yeah. maiden. A si- the silicone maiden. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway. I'm oh,
1: sorry. We keep interrupting. That's back.
0: fine. Uh, silicone was not on the market. Who can afford an ivory schlong? So oh. what do the people of Greece do? Why, they fashion a good old-fashioned breadstick dildo.
1: Wait, no.
0: (laughs) Which was not only common practice, but common enough to make it into Greek plays.
1: Wow. You know, was it in, I think it was in Greece, or was it in Italy, where they had to stamp bread with a stamp of authenticity because people would like...
2: They had to do it in England, too.
1: Yeah, they would fake the bread. Good bread.
2: Well, so yeah. It would be fake the, bread. The whole concept was that you would get allotted an amount of bread or an amount of, like, yeast or dough or whatever, and so you were allowed to use that much or that amount or whatever you were given to make bread. Mm-hmm. So if you were adding additives, if you were adding, like, sawdust to your bread... You had to stamp your bread so that people knew where it came from, so that they were like, ooh, this tastes like sawdust. People could fucking track down the person and beat them to death with their shoes.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: You know what the benefit of using bread as a dildo is, though? Especially if you're using olive oil as lube. What? You can just what? bite chunks out of it after. It's
0: some pussy focaccia. Mm.
2: I don't, <laughs>
1: I, I don't know, uh, dude. Pussy
2: sounds like a terrible
0: porn star. I
1: <laughs> it is. I just like don't like soggy bread. Yeah,
0: I get that. But this was like a hard baguette. Yeah. So,
2: so it I mean, held in normal
0: bread by the time that it was done. Yeah. yeah.
2: Anyway.
1: Um I And finally some <laughs> Finally some good fucking
0: food. <laughs> finally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put, that's I'm going to put such an applicable meme, right? I'm going to put this one in the B tier, though, for the inventiveness, but no higher for the fact that it seems pretty one use only. Yeah, for sure. And remember, okay, listeners at home, the Greeks say it's OK to play with your food.
1: Amen, brother. They do. I've, yeah, amen, I've brother. met one Greek person. I think he said that. <laughs> uh,
0: the joke was playing with your food as a sex act. Anyway.
1: I still think he said that. <laughs> and,
0: uh, an honorable mention before we continue is Catherine the Great's table uh, made in the shape of cocks and tits. Less of a toy and more of a memorable showpiece for your living room. Yeah, I've got one in my living room. Everyone should have one in their living room. I have one in my study personally.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, when when family comes over, I just, with... I like people to be uncomfortable. Exactly.
0: Um, but we're going to move forward to England which normally we think of being the more prudish society, but King Edward VII liked to spend his time in Parisian bordellos more often than not. And more often than not, this practice included pleasuring more than one woman at once. He, in all of his a man, genius... A man of talents. A man of many talents, yes. Uh, but he, in all of his genius, realized the magnitude of his efforts and thus commissioned a special chair to be made so that he could rest while he worked. For this brilliance and comfort, I am putting in the A tier, the modern-day sex, the old-timey sex swing, rather, because we have modern-day sex swings, so why can't King Edward own a fuck-lazy boy? Goddamn right. Honestly,
1: that's not so comfortable. Yeah,
0: right? I'm sorry. If I'm doing the dirty, I, too, would like to be able to recline perfectly. He renamed it the Lazy as Fuck Boy. The Lazy as Fuck Boy. Lazy as Fuck Boy. And finally, we come... The God Tier. The God Tier. We come to the wondrous time of invention that is 1869.
1: First
0: off... I guess. Nice. Amen. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Second. Oh
2: my God. You want to know something fucking crazy? Yes. My story... Also pertains to 1869. Oh, And that's not even something we planned. Fuck
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. But Mine I'm going to have also. to amend my
2: notes now because I said there wasn't really much that happened in 1869. Except now I'm going to add whatever this fucking sex toy is that Zach's talking about. Uh,
1: yeah. Minus the sex toy. Nothing much happened.
0: Ah, uh, shit. Can I make a guess, though?
1: Uh, in a minute. All
0: right. I In my notes, I have a guessing section. So hold up. Okay, good. Hold, yeah. oh, hold your God. horses. Consider my horses held. 1869, first off, nice. Second, we haven't given (laughs) the ladies a lot of time to shine, so let's let them finish first for once. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. An American Mm -hmm. inventor, Mm -hmm. George Taylor, Mm -hmm. created something to help with women's hysteria, which we now know is bullshit in a misogynistic way to say, ah, my wife's crazy, time to throw her in the loony bin, instead of having men learn the simple task of communicating their feelings.
1: It's no, impossible. That's difficult.
0: Uh, it's Im- downright yeah, impossible. Hard. Yes, can't do it. However, I like that, this item was something that could be purchased for in-home use as well as at the time clinical use. And this device, drum roll, please. I'll pause for guesses now, Matt. A steam-powered
2: fuck machine.
1: Mm, you're so close. You're so close. Can I guess? You can guess. Can I guess? Is it the first electric vibrator?
0: Eh, you are both so close. If you combined your answers, you'd have it. Because it was A the steam steam-powered powered powered vibrator.
1: Vibrator. I can't believe it's steam-powered. <laughs> it seems too. It seems dangerous when oh. you add steam. That's right. All the power <laughs> of the industrial <laughs> <laughs> revolution
0: right between your legs, ladies.
1: I don't like that you did it in the announcer voice <laughs> I was it was either the announcer voice or the old timey
0: voice like all the power of the industrial revolution right between your legs Ladies I don't know and gentlemen, what step right up step right and up and see the amazing vibrating steam-powered machine <laughs> anyway a side of
2: steam-powered locomotives this one is not that. It's not that. It's but not
1: it's a better. locomotive, it but be it'll sure
0: drive y'all lady loco. <laughs> oh, anyway, Taylor originally was go. concerned that women in the home might quote unquote overuse this device. But honestly, that just sounds like a guy who sees this as an enemy and not as an ally. So fuck whatever he says.
1: It's true. You got to look at it. You got to work in tandem.
0: Work, Work with it, buddy. Work with it.
1: Yeah, you got to work with it, Um, not against it. I
0: am personally going to put this device in the S tier for multiple reasons. One of them being the fact that a steampunk vibrator just sounds fucking amazing and fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, Because, like, you have to hook it up to an engine. No.
0: Don't. No. No.
1: What do you mean? It's, How is it steam powered? I will send
0: you a picture of it after because I don't have one on me right now, but it looks, it's like- Zach,
1: I'm so scared. It's much larger Zach, than- what
2: are you talking about? You keep a picture of the steam
0: powered vibrator in your fucking wallet. That's my wallpaper. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Zach's it, like, it's... this is what I aspire to be. <laughs> Absolutely. I am the steam powered vibrator. That's my wrestling name. Water go oh. Steam powered <gasps> sex comes out. <laughs>
1: It's like that It's like that meme where it's like Have you considered that horses Are just grass engines (laughs) Like Grass goes in, fast comes out. <laughs> Grass goes in, fast comes out. But yeah, hey, I, I will say
0: I'll send you the image. But it is much larger than uh, a normal vibrator of today's standards. I guess it depends. Especially, on... it's loud as fuck. Too. <laughs> I bet you everyone knows when you use that. I'm just going like to your the room.
2: fucking your fucking wife turns that on, and someone down the street is like, "Oh, Ronnie's wife is."
0: i was gonna say she's turning like turning on the machine again sorry love i'm just going to the other room to powder my nose oh, yeah. oh, God. Jeez, that was probably audio hell anyway yeah i think you you peaked for me over oh yeah here. but there are a lot more historical sex toys that i did not cover so we'll have to bring this segment back i can bring this segment back um We as a species have often been fascinated by our sexuality and its place in our lives, and sex and sexuality comes in all kinds, all of which are valid and intriguing. Just remember to be safe with your practices, and when with a partner that consent is always key, and no matter what, you respect the preferences of others. Respect, consent, understanding, and a little bit of curiosity go a long way. I do just
2: want to attack this on the end here of Zach's... uh, I agree with all of Zach's things. Do not fuck goats! Yeah, Yeah, don't do that. That consent consent portion that Zach mentioned cannot apply to animals because they are unable to provide consent. I
0: think when I said that all, all, uh, all sexuality, all of which are valid and intriguing. There was a little asterisk that said, "Except the illegal shit like bestiality that. and pedophilia. That's fucked up. Yeah, don't do that, that.
2: Stuff's bad. Yeah, we all bad things. Implied all asterisk. Things. But thank you for bringing implied, it up. Implied asterisk. But if we don't say it out loud, does it really exist? True. But that's Megan, my story. Do you want to tell us, tell us your story now?
1: Well, I. I thought not, that's not Zach, to sorry. rush
2: Zach off the platform, but he has been talking for 26 minutes.
1: I like how you know it exactly because Audacity is a my audacity. I'm looking directly I'm looking at how dire- much I'm
0: turning this into the show all about sex toys tonight. <laughs> I
1: wish we had done a whole sex toys uh, episode. episode. Yeah. 50. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> episode yeah, 50, the one where we get nasty.
1: I really wish we had done that so we could get like uh, a sex toy sponsor.
0: (laughs) If we get a sex toy sponsor, we will do an entire episode about historical sex toys. An entire
1: episode. A whole episode. That would be so good. Um, So I I don't want to detract from the sex toys. uh, So I've named my story um, NFTs plus the clit equals orchids and that is okay that is i think yeah i think you you get what i mean Um, i don't i (laughs) don't get what you mean but
2: certainly
1: will in a bit (laughs) i don't think i need to explain it i think you do uh (laughs) i think that's the whole point i think my job here is done
2: um Imagine if all she did one night is say the title and then was like,
1: (laughs) all right, three strikes, I'm going. I'm going to go. I've said those three very controversial things. I was going to say, I have to be
0: super careful or I won't even get to tell my story tonight. I was going to say, I I think one episode, we're just going to have Megan introduce the title and then bleep it out for a hot minute after she says something. And then we're like, (laughs) well, that's three strikes. We won't hear Megan's story. Live with that mystery.
1: Like, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, so I'm going to make a bold assumption here and, and say that most people like flowers. Yes. Uh, if, if you suffer from allergies, I'm sorry. Um, I
0: think people your... that suffer from allergies still like flowers. They just don't like what they do to them. If you That's suffer true. from allergies, get a better immune system <laughs> or get a worse yeah, one. Like... Your immune system's overreacting.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: It's too good. I think is really the problem.
2: Tell, tell but... your immune system to fucking knock it off
1: yeah do a worse job like what capitalism forces most workers to do <laughs> i'm coming for it. i'm coming for america tonight um but but i'm sure like even if you do have allergies right like like you guys said you you like flowers uh but i don't think any of us love flowers as much as the victorians um, now, the Victorians, as we all know, were into some pretty weird, interesting, and if we're being perfectly honest, some fucked up shit. Absolutely, uh, a absolutely, thousand percent. As we have discussed on this show, they took pictures of dead babies and relatives to keep. Um, Zach, you brought brought us that wonderful story. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had nipple piercings before it was cool. You also brought us that story. Yeah. Um, and they liked dare I say loved ghosts, honestly, the trifecta of punk. <laughs> <laughs> they, they also had a pretty big hard-on for orchids. Okay. Uh, so that's cool. For, for those of you who can't remember what an orchid looks like off the top of your head, it's whatever you picture the most elegant way of describing the clitoris is. That's true. It is true. It's pretty much an orchid. For those of you who are having trouble picturing either, there's no hope for you, and I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Or
2: if you've never seen a clitoris before, the real clitoris is the friends that we made along
0: the way.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) is is it? it?
0: Oh, boy, is. is
1: it? Is it? Is it now? So orchid cultivation began in England in the 19th century, and orchid delirium, as it was called, when they simped after these flowers too much, was a craze limited to the upper echelons of, of the Victorians, a.k.a. people with the dollar bills. Fuck the bourgeoisie. Fi- mm-hmm. Fuck them, if you will. Uh, but they did have the dollar bills, which they used to finance expeditions for people to go and bring back increasingly rarer specimens of wherever orchids grow. I don't know. I'm assuming someplace hot and wet, just like the clit. Uh, these... <laughs> expeditions were costly, took months and were dangerous. Many people died due to the uh usual mishaps of adventuring. Also, there was an amount of orchid hunter warfare which included urinating on the plants collected by rivals and then stripping the habitat bare so they couldn't go back to reclaim a plant, which I think is eco terrorism. Yeah, oh,
0: absolutely.
2: Yeah, I don't have the definition of eco terrorism in front of me at the moment, but that sounds like it would fit the bill.
0: Captain Planet would be very mad.
1: But Captain Planet would be really mad. Or did Captain Planet go into? Or was what he did was that eco terrorism? That was also that
2: was a different (laughs) version of eco terrorism. I think. Speaking of Captain Planet, though, have you all seen the skit where Don is Captain Planet? Yes, it's glorious. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. (laughs)
1: yeah just picture captain planet um crying a little bit like it's here
2: you gotta stop
1: (laughs) you gotta stop captain planet uh so the location of the orchids was also a guarded secret like if you wanted to know where these things grew you either had to find it yourself or perform like a guantanamo guantanamo level interrogation on an orchid hunter because they like weren't they weren't telling um, so much
2: like people who often try but fail to find the clitoris. It's <laughs> the orchid true. Hunters, it's... These orchid yeah. hunters just were not having a good time. See, you went the they opposite direction having... of
0: me, because I was going to go, Where do the, what do the orchids mean, Mason?
1: <laughs> what do the orchids mean? <laughs> uh, so it, it wasn't unusual for collectors to spread misleading information about the location of new orchids, and they sent people on wild orchid chases uh, the orchids that were brought back were sold in London for heaps of money. Um, they, like I said, they, they were the NFTs of Victorian times where people were like, where do they come from? Where what did do they, they go? Where did they go? What did they do? They're confusing. I,
0: you said yeah, it before just... me. Damn you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I set and... myself up for that joke.
1: You definitely did, but like much like NFTs, they were expensive, strange, and and very misunderstood. I say the last part because despite everyone wanting orchids, no one knew how to fucking take care of them. They were also pretty hard to grow, even in temperate climates. And England is notably kind of chilly. Yeah. Uh, um, I want to backtrack for, for, for a hot second, there.
0: Megan. Yeah, because my, my I didn't get a chance to say it because I didn't want to cut you off. Um, but you said yeah, they please. were uh, hard to take care of. Uh, they were. Just like the clitoris. Anyway, continue.
1: That's true. <laughs> it's so true. Everything about orchids can be brought back. <laughs> to the clitoris? To the clitoris. To the clitoris, yeah. Um, so these rich people spent fortunes on flowers that ended up in, in hot as hell greenhouses with waterlogged roots, making the survival rate pretty dismal, which is like pretty sad considering all the effort that went into finding them and then destroying them.
2: Wow, dude, it's like a rich boy who fucking buys a girlfriend and then
1: can't doesn't take know care of what her. a clitoris is. Can't can't take care of her.
0: <laughs> no amount of money in the world can help you find the clitoris.
1: No amount of money can help you Google where it is. <laughs> Which is a free service. Yeah. It wasn't until 1851 when the first manual for growing orchids was published, and today, many orchids are still endangered due to these rich fucks and the smuggling that still happens because it is still happening for no fucking reason. Uh, I have a coworker that has two orchids in. Selling a little or a lot? I hear they're notoriously, like, hard to get to bloom again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've only seen them in bloom, like, one time.
1: Yeah, because, like, it, you can keep the plane alive, but, like, they... If it's not the specific set of conditions, like, you will not get the blooms. Just like a woman will not come if you don't hit her spot completely right. <clears throat> okay, they're much so. like the clit. <laughs>
2: Um, and then you have, you know, rappers like, uh, DMX when he was still alive, rest in peace DMX. There was like a video he did where he was like taking care of an entire greenhouse of orchids. (laughs) And he was like, people think that they need a lot to survive, but they really just need some care and attention.
0: It's true.
1: I mean, like, they do. They just need a lot of care and attention. And, like, I think now it's a lot easier to keep orchids alive and, like, in bloom. But these people were like, man, we really love these flowers. What if we killed them? <laughs> Let's
0: kill them all.
1: <laughs> Let's kill yeah. them all. It's, like, yeah. it's
0: one of those things where, like, I don't know. You're They're really pretty, but, like, you're smothering it. Like, let it, yeah. Let yeah, it breathe. Yeah, you're
1: definitely. If you I love think...
0: something, let
2: it free
1: I think the part about Orchid Delirium that really aggravated me was like the actual warfare that happened. Like they would just destroy the entire ecosystem.
2: Oh, you mean where, the like, eco-terrorism that the we talked about? The eco-terrorism
1: that we talked about. Yeah. The but stuff like, that would
2: make Captain Planet cry.
1: Captain Planet's yeah. Orchid
0: Eco-terrorism.
1: But that was my story. I thought it was kinda cute. It like like I said at the beginning, it doesn't lean like either way. It's kind of interesting. But it, I guess, like, it yeah. is. It was
2: vaguely sexual, too, until we it, talked about it and made it
0: really sexual. Yeah, I'm it sorry was, I get everyone yeah. fucking randy as hell with my story first. Yeah,
1: you really ramped us up.
0: You kind of, yeah, you did.
1: But, hey, for any potential sponsors out there, you know, if you want to advertise sex toys. We're we very will.
0: open. <laughs> We will We're do here that. for you. <laughs> Specifically for you. <laughs> for you. But uh, I think we should keep this tantric train rolling. Matt, what do you got for yeah. us? My story is
2: not us? sexy at all. Well, womp womp. Well, I, I you... guess no one well... comes now. <laughs> all right, partners. I've got a story <laughs> that'll put a hitch in your giddy-up. So slap on your spurs and get along, little doggies. Okay, well... I'm not going to take a strike for that,
0: and I'm not going to apologize, so fuck I off. Don't apologize. Wow, he... I was just going to say, that is definitely someone's very specific kink you've unlocked, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you
1: found <laughs> I'm it.
2: listening to one of my favorite podcasts. I hope it doesn't awaken something <laughs> in me. Oh, God, <laughs> no. I hope
1: it doesn't awaken something.
2: Uh, I will ask you guys to think back to the not-so-distant year of 1869. Nice
1: i can't nice. believe
2: it and we're going to be talking about a little place called palisade nevada
1: palisade. Okay. so 1869
2: is likely important for various reasons one of which was the steam-powered uh vibrator um mm-hmm. but the biggest yep. one is that the completion of the transcontinental railroad what did you say megan
1: <laughs> I just think it's really funny that you're incorporating the new, this new fact.
2: I did tell you that I was going to add it to I, my notes. I know. It's
1: an I important know. fact. It is an important
2: fact. As I mentioned, the biggest one is the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad, which allowed people to travel out west without dying of dysentery or having to ford rivers. Um, that's an Oregon Trail reference <laughs> yep. for anyone who didn't know. So settlers already existed out west. And so did stories of skirmishes with Native Americans, robberies, and all that kind of, excuse me, shenaniganry. And these stories were often the subject of Western dime novels, which, you guessed it, are novels that you could buy for a dime about the West. Ooh. (laughs) And it added a little bit of a thrill to the thought of going out West, Um, So how boring it must have been for people to travel by train uh, (laughs) past towns like Palisade, Nevada, and see a nice, peaceful community. Well, the residents of the town of Palisade heard word that train-goers were bored. And the townsfolk were also bored because they lived in the middle of fucking nowhere, Nevada.
1: (laughs) Everyone was bored.
2: Which led to the following. One day, while the train was passing by, a man by the name of Frank West walks out and hollers to a man by the name of Alvin Kittleby, and he says the following, There you are, you low-down polecat! I've been waiting for you! I'm gonna kill you because of what you did to my sister! And the two gentlemen proceeded to have a gunfight in the streets. But here's the kicker. Uh It was fake. It was completely staged. All blanks. All blanks. Both of them are fire and blanks. So if any of our listeners are uh, in the New England area, sort of like more northern New England, like Maine and New Hampshire, you might know of a place called Clark's Trading Post. And if you're not from New England and you don't know what I'm talking about, it's fine. Shut up. I'm going to explain. I was going to say, or just come visit because Clark's Trading Post is great. If you've been like, yeah, no, come hang out, go to Clark's Trading Post. They have bears um, that do tricks. Uh, And the trick is not eating their trainers, but I'm pretty sure that's happened at least once. They're wild animals. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, essentially they have this thing where you ride like a train And you go through the woods and you get chased by a character known as the wild man who's just in a fucking, like, beat up car and he shoots a fake gun at you. And, like, if you're a kid, it's very scary because you don't know what's going on, but everyone else is having a great time. Um, This is the equivalent of what the people of Palisade were doing to the train goers. Because they were just fucking staging these events once a day as the train went by.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm living for this. I love this. So
2: once a day... The people of Palisade would would go out and put a show on for people passing by on the train. But, of course, the folks that are on the train don't know that it's a stage production. <laughs> Naturally. And so they're getting scared and they're ducking behind their seats, but obviously peeking out the windows of the train to sort of see, like, what's going on in the town of Palisade. However... Because of these antics, Palisade starts being labeled the most violent town west of Chicago.
1: Oh, Oh,
0: okay.
2: And what's, what's really fun about that is that as soon as the train is gone, Palisade goes back to being a very sleepy and calm town. But like once a day, it looks like the host of such raucous violence that no one would ever dare be there. To sort of explain the types of shenanigans they'd get up to. Uh, once daily, they would stage either street fights, kidnappings, raids by Native Americans, gunfights, bank robberies. Uh, pretty much anything else that you see in, like, a Spaghetti Western, uh, they would they would stage very quickly. Um, people were well aware that the trains were coming because back then it was, you know, coal powered or steam power not steam powered. Coal Those powered. Those were just the vibrators. They were <laughs> yeah. uh they were we kept coal powered steam
1: powered for very yeah. specific things.
2: They were coal powered engines and so you could see the billowing smoke. So townspeople would literally take their places well before the train showed up and then you'd have people like being dragged by the hair, women and children screaming. It would just be like It would be a whole performance. It would be a whole thing. Um, And for those of you that are listening closely, you might have noticed in there that I said that they staged raids by Native Americans. And in case you're wondering, the townsfolk of Palisade, Nevada, talked to the local tribe of Native Americans and asked them if they wouldn't mind pretending to fight for the int- uh, for the entertainment of train goers, and surprisingly, instead of saying you'd like us to engage in the most vicious stereotypes your people have labeled us with for the amusement of other white people, they instead said, "Sure."
0: <laughs> sure. So they I had. Mean, I um... guess way to be a good sport about it. Yeah, like... like
2: great, thanks. So they had local Native Americans that were willing to uh, engage in this. They also had, like, the cavalry of their local branch of military that were willing to, like, come out and do shows and shit. <laughs> so it's just fucking... But they get this reputation of being the most violent place on Earth, essentially.
1: They they went out and they polled everywhere else, and they are yeah. like, hey... What do you got going on?
0: Hey, what's going on over there? It's also going to be this thing of notoriety where, like, if this is the only thing, only crazy thing you see on the train, A, someone's going to say something and then everyone's going to start looking out for it. And if you don't stop, like, if there's no stop in Palisades there, you're all of a sudden zooming by this and going, what the... Buck is up with what this town. What is
1: happening? Right. Why is there always a massive Why is fight there every so time?
0: much crime? Yeah, like everyone fin- like gets to their stop and it's like six trains later and you're talking with your family who was two train rides behind you and are like, did you see that? Was there something going on in Palisades? Yeah, there was something going on in Palisades. What the fuck is up with that town? It seems
2: like something's always going up. So what's really interesting is that this, lin- this leads... To a boom in tourism <laughs>
0: naturally because i too so want to go to chicago well, to get shot at well <laughs> <laughs> what i the, what i really the think, only
1: thing to do in chicago i just I'll, think
2: it's so funny like the contrast so obviously there's not a stop in palisades otherwise or palisade otherwise people would have caught on very quickly that it was just an act it would have been like the lay ceremony when you land in Hawaii and you're given a lay. Yeah. It would just be like, everyone in town then bows and says, welcome to Palisade, Nevada. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, it was a it was a show. That's great. So, people then wander into town and see that it's, you know, just a sleepy little community. And while I was reading this story, I could not help but think of Letterkenny, and every time I said the word community to myself i <laughs> thought of uh, noah dick yeah and saying community gosh um but anyways it leads to a boom in tourism but obviously that can only go so far and for the better part of about three years uh palisade does does continue with these productions and eventually people kind of get wise to it that if a town was really as violent as this one, there wouldn't be anyone living in it. And so after I, about well, three wait, years. Wait. Yeah.
1: I'd like to, I'd like to call bullshit on that. Cause people still live in Detroit.
2: People still live in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're right. But like, I'm just saying, you know, if people this are is... on the fucking train and they see the town getting raided by native Americans in a time when that was like,
1: Literally every time they get on the yeah. train, they're like, is it still being raided? Like, oh my God.
2: Did, we came to, this... we came by Palisade a month ago and they're still getting killed by, uh, I'm not going to say the slur. I'm,
1: I'm not going to do it. I'm not
2: going to do it. That would get me my third strike and I really don't want that to happen. <laughs> Listen,
1: that would get you strikes for next time. Too.
2: That would also, yeah. those would be yeah. strikes that carry over. And then I would also be canceled from the podcast. It'd be like three episodes later and Matt just has strikes and then it's all of a sudden Zach and Megan going. So because Matt said uh, something racially insensitive, we (laughs) have decided to anyways, that bit we've decided to go
1: into a different direction. We
2: decided to go a different direction. So yeah, they kept this act up for, um, they kept this act up for three years and then it kind of fell by the wayside, but they were like staging gunfights and, kidnappings and robbings and all this other shit
1: damn they must have been really married to the train schedule huh they must have been really married to the train schedule like they just knew it
2: yeah well they had nothing else to do so essentially I guess, like you're right the townspeople did this because they were bored and then like it was also something for i guess train folk to like perk them up a little bit like i I just think it's kind of funny that an entire town got together and they were just like, hey, you know what I could do with our time?
1: (laughs) Hey, and then someone was just like, yeah, I got... I have like washing to do, and they're just like, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: After the afternoon train goes by, Edith. Yeah,
1: dude, Edith, shut up, okay? Edith, if you don't, shut your fucking mouth. If, if you're gonna be a negative Nancy, you're not allowed to take part in our fake raid. And <laughs> Well what,
2: what I think is really interesting is the fact that like when I was doing research about this, it was like Palisade was so free of crime that it didn't even really have a sheriff. Oh, and wow. they had to make a sheriff for the purposes of these acts, as opposed to for the purposes of actual crime. I, so it was just like, yeah, so we're going to appoint Daryl sheriff because, So you know, they paid
1: an actor. They paid someone to act yeah, as sheriff.
2: You're a paid actor.
1: You're a paid sheriff. actor. And Daryl's just like, oh, I told my mom I would make it in I days. told my
2: mom I'd make it. Let's I told honest. my it mom I eight, would make it. It was out 1869. West. Nice, and <laughs> nice. Uh, the the British probably hadn't gone all the way out of the Southern accent yet, so it just be some weird amalgamation of the two.
1: Yeah, but sometimes that's... I think about American accents and mm-hmm. and what they were like at the at the beginning of you know the 1900s or even the middle of the the 1800s, and I'm like, man, they would not have sounded anything. Like us. At all. Now, Even people up in Massachusetts. What's
2: really interesting is that a lot of people, or I've heard, that apparently the English accent used to sound a lot like the American accent. and that Oh, yeah. Because, like, the English then wanted a way to differentiate themselves from us, they changed the way they sounded.
1: Which, fucking like,
2: yeah. I'd really... If I could go back in time and fucking... Look into it. That would be so cool to see. Because a lot of people say that Shakespeare sounds better in an American accent than it does in a British accent. Yeah. Oh, does it really? It does.
1: Oh, yeah. I've actually heard that.
2: And I think, like, it was because, you know, it was supposed to be... He sounded just like us. Yeah. He sounded just like us. Um, But that was my story. And I'm sticking to it. Or as close to it as I can without getting shot from
0: the train. I love that, though. Because, like, it's it's almost the equivalent of like an unsuspecting medieval times that just runs through your area. Yeah, right. It's like, Oh, yeah. I was just going to, it's like, if you went to medieval times, it would times... be like
2: if, if medieval times was drive through, like yeah. if you could just drive through a medieval times. Like it's
0: like, to me, it's like, if you went to medieval times and you didn't, weren't told that there was a show, you were just eating and all of yeah. a sudden some night runs up. Oh, i tell you how like that. Yeah, right. Or you're like, Oh shit. It's like the, old west version of a flash dance flash mob you know
2: yeah flash mob which is like everyone's just waiting by the train and then all of a sudden the train goes by and they kick into action yeah well so in my research too they said that palisade nevada was essentially the first they called it an amusement park but i'm more like i there weren't rides so i don't think it's like an amusement park but it is more like a theme park yeah yeah in my approximation where you're like you're on the lazy train or you're on fucking it's a small world and you're just seeing slice of life shit but they think that this was the origin of a lot of the like wild west stories yeah because it was just it was so over the top that like it was over the top yeah they they went out and they performed these like oh my god it's a bank robber they're like oh my god we're getting attacked by native americans for
1: the 10th time this week the 10th time this week and it's it's one of
2: those things where like because people then stopped wherever they stopped beyond palisade nevada and they started telling these stories of like how crazy the west is people were like oh it's the wild west not to say that robberies and you know, Native American raids and gunfights in the streets uh, didn't happen because obviously the OK Corral. Yeah, yeah, and but all like it probably stuff, but...
1: didn't happen as much as people think, right? Because like what we know, or at least what I know about the Wild West, is like it was—it's lawless. Yeah, right. But
0: the thing about the Wild West is it was marketed as lawless, but it was not as lawless as. Certainly wasn't as lawless as Palisade, Nevada made it seem. Or even, like, as much as, like, all the dime books made it seem. Like, you know. Right. The thing about the OK Corral was it was so big because it was so out of place.
2: Yeah. So I just, I think it's really kind of interesting. I was just browsing through the internet earlier today, and I was like... I was like, oh shit, we could talk about the fact that the Wild West was a completely manufactured yeah. <laughs> it concept. wasn't as
1: wild as what we once thought.
2: Well, so it's one of those things where, like, the the dime novels that I talked about is sort of the approximation of, like, a sci-fi book today. Yeah. It's like something completely unknown, and so people are, like, writing about, oh, what, what could be happening in these lands that are, like, nothing's known about? And then when people are... I mean, it's like driving through, you know, Utah and seeing nothing for hours. Yeah. It's just like these people are on a train and they're like, it's nothing. It's more nothing. I've woken up and there's more nothing.
1: It's, it's just, just desert.
2: Like, yeah, it's just desert forever. Um, So the people of Palisade were like, we live in the nothing. So let's make something let's of it. Let's
0: spice things up. Let's spice it up. So anyways, that's my story. I love it. I love it. Um, we do have a couple minutes left. We do. And I want to ask. We can dingus around. Well, I was going to say, do you want to hear two of my honorable mentions that I didn't put in? Just brief aside.
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess it can't hurt. All right.
0: All right. 1892. Uh-huh. Frank E. Young came up with an invention uh, that was used to help cure hemorrhoids. At least that's what it said on the package. Uh it was a butt plug and on the instructions <laughs> hey! on the inside it very uh salaciously said for hemorrhoids in quotation marks but also stick it up your butt for fun. <laughs> um I like
1: the quote <laughs> <laughs> they're like but also yeah but also
0: it it likes that stuck around for about 40 years until in 1938 the fda banned it for false advertising
2: well, <laughs> oh because they, it wasn't actually for hemorrhoids it was for for fun yes it was just for backdoor fun okay
1: yep. but like listen they told you
0: they they did they, did. You. they at least warned they you. at least warned you they
1: told you All right, who can say if it doesn't really help hemorrhoids? Yeah, maybe it does. We don't know.
0: (laughs) Something up your butt. Good for your hemorrhoids.
1: Good for your hemorrhoids. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doctors.
0: Neither was Frankie West. My second honorable mention is just uh, the, like, small history of penis enlargement.
1: The, the small yes. history, yeah. The so condensed history,
0: basically, like a long time ago, they were like, "Yeah, just rub wasp stingers on your junk because that'll engorge it."
1: No, don't. Don't do, do that. 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 Sounds bad. That's a bad idea. I'm, not, guys, a I'm not a doctor. Not a doctor, but I can tell you that's do bad. That.
0: I know. So do there's a
2: lot of people that. Well, so it's not so much. They don't rub like wasp stingers on their on their crotch. They get bees to like actively sting their penises because it causes swelling.
0: Don't do it. It's and a thugs. bad idea.
2: And and thus makes know, the penis. Dude. What a great way to find out that you could like that you're allergic to bees, right? <laughs> you catch oh, one and God. it stings your penis. That's and the... for a while you have like a so... massive and then you die of anaphylactic. I
0: would cells. say that's the worst. That is the worst audio erotic asphyxiation that I've ever heard of.
1: Yeah. So, um, Do you guys want to know a fun fact about anaphylaxia? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Apparently one of, so it's not always like your throat closes up. Um, Sometimes it's the overwhelming sense of dread.
0: Oh, geez. So I might not die. I'll just go into absolute. I'll just, I'll just feel existential dread.
1: Yeah. So like, I thought that was really interesting where like a common, a common symptom of it is, you just think you're gonna die. You know what? From dread.
2: <laughs> that that whole thing reminds me that whilst I was browsing the internet the other day, there was a whole section of um, comments that was like, "Hey, you guys remember when your parents would make you drink orange juice and then it would make your face all sweaty and hot and it would feel like you couldn't breathe?" And what then the is- comment the comment that followed it up was like, "Turns out I have an allergy to citric."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that uh i was allergic to that shit the whole time uh we're really off the tracks but i saw this other thing online where it was like hey this generation will never understand their parents forcing them to drink milk because big milk told them that if we didn't drink it then we'd be goo people with no bones (laughs) with no bones
2: jeez ladies and gentlemen the members of the podcast went on for a good 30 minutes talking about things that they had found on the internet that made them giggle and laugh. It was after 30 minutes of recording the podcast beyond this point they decided to take time and look at the fact that they had been recording for an extra 30 minutes. And they came back for Matt to say this. Wow, we've been talking for like 30 minutes about shit that we found on the internet. It was bonkers. Yeah we should probably I mean, wrap a, this up probably it's
1: really big the internet's so large and weighs 63 grams or 60 <laughs> <million>. <laughs> i
0: think it was Damn. a little bit lighter than that that but, um, thick
2: <laughs> anyways yeah, dude we so have big. we have brought ourselves to the uh to the end of the podcast here folks so i will sign us off with my typical question what the fuck history
0: like what you hear from the triumvirate productions and what the fuck history we encourage you to tell a friend we don't pay for any ads so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us you can find us on facebook at the triumvirate productions on twitter at triumvirate underscore pod and on instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions planning for your next trip